0: You're listening to episode number 23 of Widowcast with Joanne Philomena from Joanne the Life Coach. Welcome listeners. Welcome back. Glad you could join me today. My first visit to the doctor after Jim passed away was because I had experienced a brief run of rapid heartbeat a couple times. I thought it was prudent to check in and see what he thought. Before the doctor even came in, I was put through a string of questions by the nurse. Clearly these were standardized questions because she was just reading them off um, the computer monitor. Have you had trouble sleeping? Are you depressed? Are you eating regular meals? Are you having trouble remembering things? On and on. Yes. My doctor asked if I wanted an antidepressant or a sleep aid. I said, of course not. Was I depressed? Hell yes, I was depressed. Jim died. He dropped right here at home. Died as I knelt by his side. Or a few minutes later as the EMS tried to resuscitate him. Was I having trouble sleeping? Yeah, of course. I was sleeping all alone in my house for the first time. It creeped me out. Not having Jim there made it hard to sleep. And when I did sleep and then wake up again, my first thought was, Jim's dead. Can you begin to see how those questions sounded to me? It was ridiculous they were even asked. Read off a monitor and boxes checked. I mean, the nurse could have walked in and sat down and said, Joanne, it's really common to be depressed and have trouble sleeping. Are you experiencing any of that? How about food? Are you eating regular meals? You know, it's pretty important to look after yourself. That I would have welcomed. Not reading down the list, eyes on the computer monitor, inching the mouse arrow down after each one. I hear more and more from widows whose family doctors put them on antidepressants right away. Some even before the funeral. This is shocking to me. My opinion may not be your opinion, and that's okay. I'm sorry if you find my opinion offensive. Many widows feel the meds help. Many are still on them. Some have actually expressed fear about coming off of them. Antidepressants alter your brain chemistry. Not in a tiny, nice little tweak way. Any small change in your brain chemistry is huge. Once you've worked your way up on the dose of antidepressant, you become dependent. You can't come back off without your doctor's supervision and a weaning schedule. For years, I managed teams in medical record companies. I read and checked editing on medical records. I had to learn a lot about medicine. That transcriptionist who types up the report after you've been seen at the doctor, she's paid peanuts, but has achieved an amazing level of medical education for someone barely topping minimum wage. Total respect for my teams that I used to manage. Anyway... I knew for sure I did not need an antidepressant or sleep aid. I just needed to be able to work through my grief and understand that it was perfectly natural to get depressed, perfectly acceptable to be sad, and okay to have trouble sleeping for a while. The truth is that you do learn to sleep on your own. I mean, you will sleep again. You see, becoming a widow is not a pathology. It just pushes my buttons when I see it treated like a life sentence. I hear it all the time. Grief discussed as if it were a cancer. Something to shut down. Quick, take a pill. Let's shut out our emotion. Loll ourselves right into Pleasantville. Oh, I can hear you now, Joanne. It's still painful and sad, even with the antidepressant. The antidepressant is allowing me to just function. You can function even being sad, even being in grief, even with sleepless nights, you can function without a pill. You will come through the pain. I had a show on here where I talked about delayed grief. It was the interview with Sarah Joyce Michelle. She talked about throwing herself into her work and new community and building um, a legacy for her husband. I'm sure that everyone thought she was handling her grief so well, but it appeared later, delayed grief, post-traumatic stress syndrome. You can't cheat grief. You shouldn't cheat grief. It's a normal, healthy reaction to losing a loved one. It's even a normal, healthy reaction to losing a family pet. If anyone should snark about a co-worker taking a day off because their dog died, I would make a mental note that this person would never be a friend of mine. (laughs) That's for sure. So when your spouse dies and you are sad, you have days and days where you're outright depressed. You cannot sleep well or even at all. You lie in bed staring at the ceiling. Maybe you don't eat. You feel like a a walking zombie? That's okay. You do not have a pathology. You do not have a diagnosis. You're grieving. You might need to talk to someone. That's good. Talk to another widow. That's even better. Talk to a life coach. That's spectacular. Whether you reach out to me or someone else, no matter. Having someone help you identify the thoughts and emotions that are muddying up your beautiful grief so that you can move beyond the grief, beyond the anger, beyond the guilt, beyond the resentment, beyond the guilt. Did I mention guilt? (laughs) This is everything. This is being able to feel better again. I didn't initially have a coach for this. I coached me. I found my way through the emotions that were muddying up my grief so I can continue to grieve in a clear, pure grief. Does that sound weird? I want to miss him. I don't want to feel like I shouldn't be missing him. I don't want to feel like moving on means not missing him. I want to be sad sometimes without falling into a permanent wallow. I don't want my sadness to turn into guilt over what was done or not done. I want to still feel angry about some things without feeling that I'm a horrible person to be feeling angry about my dead spouse. And then I can coach myself about angry and decide if it's serving me in any way. Yeah, that's the brain of a coach. (laughs) I know for sure what I never needed was a shrink. Or a pill or a checklist on my doctor's computer. Grief is not a pathology nor is it fatal. If it begins to feel fatal then you might want to talk to your doctor about that but trust me you you can survive it. It's not a death sentence for you and it's not a life sentence. Give yourself time. Yeah, you're going to hear that over and over. Not that time heals all pain. Phooey, no. But you need to take the time you need to get used to sleeping alone. The time you need for the fog to lift. The time you need to face people again without that familiar stinging in your eyes. You get to take it slow. Or you get to race on ahead. I mean, heck, if you grieve too long, is there judgment? Probably. If you bounce back too soon, is their judgment? Yeah, probably. I imagine it might have been easier in cultures that had set traditions, a set amount of time to dress in widow's weeds or wear a veil or how long you should even be, before you should even be seen outside your house. Was it easier knowing what was expected? Oh, probably not. I'm sure I would have left my house too soon or something equally shocking. <laughs> As a widow, you you just do things. Maybe you want to go walk around in your backyard in your nighty under the full moon and weep. I think this is perfectly acceptable. It's been a year and a half for me now, and I still sometimes step out on my back patio in my nightgown to gaze up into the night sky. And I live in the Northeast where there are few back fences. Neighbors from a block away can see into my yard. Probably they think I'm sleepwalking or casting spells or something. So, yes, you can grieve. Yes, there's going to be judgment one way or the other. You know, there maybe there is going to be someone who's going to think, "Why isn't she back at work yet? Why is this taking so long?" Or there's going to be neighbors who think, "Oh, look at that." There she goes in her lipstick and high heels already. You can't win. So you just do it in your own time. I still have nights where I can't sleep until after 2 a.m., 3 a.m. No matter. I give me space. If I then don't get up till 9 a.m., hey, it is what it is. I can make up the time elsewhere in the day. You can too. If you are back at work, but you have one of those nights kill the alarm after 2 a.m. and you're still awake. Send an email to work saying you're probably going to be late. I mean, do it then. You're still awake anyway, right? That way you can just sleep when you can. Don't abuse it, but make sure your boss understands. This is just going to happen sometimes, and you're happy to do whatever needs to be done to make up for that time. Eventually you'll be fine again, but they need to give you some leeway as a widow. If they don't, Collins sick do whatever you need to do you're going to be a much more effective employee than if you were dependent on sleep aids or antibiotics antibiotics no antidepressants sure and now you're thinking great Joanne can I have my boss call you yes you can Have your boss schedule a mini session. I'll coach them on their thoughts and that whether or not you should be over it. Thoughts that calling in six, six months later or 12 months later is not acceptable. I'll coach them and they'll feel better about it. They'll become better bosses if they begin to understand it's their thoughts that are making them feel that way. You are not sick. You are not broken. You are you. Your spouse has died you are you. You are who you are when you've lost your beloved. It is who you are. It's not a disease. It's not a disorder. You're a widow. Meanwhile, I'll continue to try and help the world understand. Maybe we can all work to help the world understand what this is. A friend recently asked me if I coach young widows. Yes, I do. I'd love to see a young widow learn the tools that will get her feeling better and moving forward in her life. The same tools apply to your entire life, widowed or not. And yeah, young widows are facing a few curves that are different from the curves that get thrown at an older widow. Uh, you know, some of us have kids who are grown and out on their own, and young widows sometimes have young children still at home. But so much of the widow experience is still the same. And just from my own experiences in talking to and coaching other widows, I've come to understand widows of all ages and backgrounds. No two stories are completely the same. You might be surprised to learn there are widows relieved over the death of their spouse, which brings with it many other issues. We're all snowflakes for sure. No two alike. But all the same underneath. Snow and ice melting or floating. We're widows. We can look into each other's eyes and know, without judgment. Have you scheduled a free mini-session with me yet? Why not? We can jump on a phone call together for 30 minutes and talk about something that's been bothering you, making you feel bad. I'll resolve the issue right then and there on the free phone call, and you'll take away something you can use in your life. You'll see what it's like to be coached and the difference it can make for you. You can regain years of living your life fully instead of being stuck on the sidelines. It's worth investing in yourself. It is so worth taking the time for. Trust me, I'm living proof of that. So hit the link in the show notes or just open your browser and type in talktojoanne.com. It goes directly to my scheduling calendar to pick a day and time. I'm also including a link in the show notes so you can go and leave a review for Widowcast. I love, love, love reading your reviews and your thoughts. If you're listening on your phone or your tablet, you can tap on the podcast cover picture and it should show you the show notes with all my links. Go have a lovely week. Find some joy in your life. And understand that you are not broken. You don't have a disease. You are simply a widow. And we love you. Until next time.